You're listening to Very Loose Women. Evening listeners, that was the uh, Donners. The reason why we played that will be clear very, very shortly. You are listening to Very Loose Women with a classic, very smooth beginning there. Mm-hmm. And tonight in the studio with me, uh, Leo, there's Very Loose Women's Soiler. Good evening. Hi, Leo. And our wonderful guest, Jade Adams. Hi, Jade. Hello. Thanks for coming on. So like every week, we will kick off the show with a gripe or a mini celebration of the week. I think, Soiler, you should start with this. Okay, well, my celebration is very small. It's just a celebration of homemade soup really myself and my I live with my dad and he we make soup and this week we made carrot and parsnip and I thought it was it was going to be horrible because Mm. I thought carrot and parsnip it's not really my thing despite being a vegetarian Um, but it ended up tasting so delicious and I was like Get this in my belly. Soiler looks like, genuinely enlightened. I, I loved about it. The soup. What did you put in it? Was it just carrots and parsnips? Carrot, parsnips, um, bouillon, onions. Yes, that's, that's mm. the key, mate. You could just put that stuff in a cup with some hot water, and it tastes lovely. I've not tried that, but I think it's I really will. nice. I I'm a meat eater, and bovril with a bit of hot water is lovely. But if you if you're a vegetarian or vegan, a bit of bouillon. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but a bit of bouillon. Buddy, and uh, smart water, lovely mate. Nice one. I've been vegan for the last three days. How's that going? I moved. I've moved in with some uh, vegans, uh, my next door neighbours. <laughs> I moved in next door to my house. I didn't want to move that much, and uh, yeah, it's been nice. I like to cook, so have, it's having someone with a dietary requirement is quite fun. So uh, yeah. on the first day, I made a, a sort of Asian soup with um, seaweed, uh, cabbage, uh, broccoli and some sticky noodles with some sesame on top and then the f- the the second day i made i made i i wanted chicken wings okay so i did what i thought vegans would have if they wanted chicken wings so i did sticky cauliflower mm. not bad not Which bad was lovely i mean i think I'm, the thing about oh sorry yeah. the thing about soup is that when my mum makes soup there's lots of bits in it like the Chunky, it's chunky. Yeah, yeah. I love chunky, but my dad likes things. He's like, he likes his soup. In smooth. French, there are two different words for that. You say soup for the lumpy ones, or velouté for the Ooh. blended oh, one. Yeah, you want two velouté. words. Velouté, velouté, velouté and soup. I'll take that word back to Bristol and <laughs> show them what I've. Yeah, okay. show what you've learned. I'll, sh- I'll tell yeah. them what I've learned. Um, here's some truffle oil, and velouté is for <laughs> a smooth soup. <laughs> Do you have a gripe for a celebration this week? I'm fed up with being asthmatic and allergic to animals. I am sick and tired of people buying pets. Everyone has got a dog. Everyone has got a cat. I love both animals. I think they're smashing. And if I'm not in the house with them, excellent. I can I can fuss around with them. 
but everyone I know has got a, a pet and every time I go over someone's house I can be there for about an hour and then I've got to go but because I've got the asthma because normally people just get the eyes and they sniff mm. I have asthma so I often have to go to hospital and have a nebulizer oh my which goodness. happened on the weekend I was meant to be going to a gig on Saturday meant to be there for a rehearsal at quarter past 12 I whatsapped everyone from the hospital with my mask on whilst I was waiting to get my breath back <laughs> and then I had to sing opera after in fact my gripe isn't about asthma and allergies because that's who I am my gripe is stop getting pets just it's, come on it's all the animals there's too many we've all got enough pets now we've done it um, I think I've only got a celebration this week, which is my girlfriend got me these slippers that are that have wheat balls in them. I have really bad circulation. I imagine this is something I've mentioned many a time on the show. Um, it's something I like to call <laughs> Reynolds disease, which is that a thing. Is, a I thing. have it. I oh, have thank it. you, Sarah. Yes. Sarah is engineering tonight. I'm so I'm so happy to meet fellow Reynolds. You know what? Um, yeah, high five. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I've so, heard of it as well, by the way. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, because my sister doesn't believe me that it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a Do you thing. go total It's thing. a thing. Do you go pink? No, oh, they go, go white. white. Oh, yes. white, yeah. yeah. Fellow Reynold knows this. What is this? It's bad circulation, so your feet just like... Oh, so like if you hold your finger down and then you take your finger it's due off, to it the goes... If I show you my feet right now, which I very well could do... Are you cold? Let me touch they, you. No, my hands are okay, but my oh, feet... They're cold for a Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You're very warm. They're cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Let as listeners you. can also feel I have cold hands and cold. feet. Cold? They're cold. Yeah, so this is Reynolds. Anyway, solution to this. Um, I fall asleep I very cool. well <laughs> if um, I have hot feet. If I have hot feet, I will just drift off, like no matter the time of day really um and so my girlfriend got me this perfect gift also for her um which are these slippers that you put in the microwave and then you put them on and you have hot feet and it's just like it's magical i, I just can't recommend this enough Actually, how long have you been with your girlfriend um a year and six months that she would be smashing hard. it i'm yeah, just gonna say yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name Ellie. Ellie, you are smashing it as she a girlfriend. Is. Yeah, I think What she did is. you get her? What have you got? Oh, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at gifts. You have to get her something now. Yeah, well, she's got a surprise coming up next week. So. Oh, is she? Can you yeah. talk about that on the radio? No, I can't because she does listen to the show. Oh. So. Um, <laughs> Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll chat, we'll chat. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, before we launch into our main topic, which we will get to, uh, we are lucky to have you, Jade, in the studio with us. Uh, you have an upcoming segment in Jollywood Unroyal Variety. Johnny Woo. Jo oh, that has have they said wood. <laughs> no, it's it's a really tacky autocorrect that has happened on my computer. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> Johnny Woo's Unroyal Variety I did get at the Hackney Empire. That's it, yes, on the 3rd and 4th of November. Yeah. So can you tell us what this is? It's a huge show. We did it last year, but just for one show. It's at the Hackney Empire, and I don't know if you've ever been there, but if you imagine the town you grew up in and the biggest theatre that's there, that's what this is for Hackney. It's got about 2,000 seats there, but we're only sort of occupying about 1,000 of them. But we will open the others up if we want to but it's like three it's like a proper theatre that you'd go and see Phantom of the Opera in or something like that um, huge stage and it's basically the entire queer community of London all get together and perform and it's like the it's like the Royal Variety Show but not so uh, Johnny has a um, he has a choir which I think is possibly the best thing I think anyone's ever come up with it's called the Kate Middleton Choir and it's a load of women about 20 women all dressed looking like Kate Middleton in the same like a blue dress with like the slightly curly beautiful hair that she has but all of them are going to be six months pregnant and they're all singing songs about female are they all empowerment pregnant? no they're not oh, they're okay, for stuffing them but oh, it's all sorts of all women of all different shapes and sizes and all different ages and you know creeds and cultures and all that all come together and they're going to be singing I think they're doing a medley of about three songs mm. about female empowerment and Johnny uh, 
uh, Johnny does all the sort of conducts it. But it was uh, it was one of the best bits in the show last year. But he's, he sort of he judged it up this, for this year. Mm. But there's um, Legato Jacolas, who is. Uh, have you heard of Legato? I know what it means. Oh, you know, it means <laughs> chocolate cake. Well, Legato Chocolat is a wonderful uh, man called George who, um, uh, I don't know how you describe him. He's a cabaret performer. He's worked with, um, he's worked with, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to list all the, t- totally the wrong people now. No, I won't say that because I'll, I'll make it all up. He's worked with everyone. Mm. Um, he worked at the Royal Court recently, I think, as well. But he's, he sings opera, but he does cabaret as well. Mm. And he's he's incredible. He's one of He's one of the funniest and most, when you watch him, you just, you, you want to kind of own him a bit. Um, there's also Lucy McCormick, who did a show called Triple Threat last year. She, uh, her, her stuff is incredibly funny, but totally out there. She's amazing. Come, uh, she, I'd go and see her show anyway. Um, there's uh, Pete and Bambi Heaven, who are a sort of spoof um, magic act, who are hilarious, and they're from Australia. Um, What's your bit about? Oh, I'm doing... Oh, so, me. Oh. oh, me. Oh, thanks. Um, so I've been working... Uh, I met this. I met a guy called Richard Thomas through Johnny last year, and he wrote, um, and he wrote a it's song... It's a different one. There was someone who used to I, work at Resonance called Richard Thomas, and oh, really? I Googled this, and it's a different Richard Thomas. Is it a different one? Yeah, it's not oh, okay. the one who wrote Jerry Springer, the musical. Oh, which is yes, who I'm about to talk yeah. about, yeah. So so Richard Thomas uh, is a really talented composer, and he wrote Jerry Springer, the opera, and Anna Nicole, the musical. And um, I Confused. met... Totally different Sorry. people. Um, so Richard and I worked together this year, and he wrote a song that was in my show. I did up, did up in Edinburgh this year, which went very well. Um, and he and I are going to be writing my new show, which is an entire hour musical, which I'm going to be doing up in Edinburgh. I'm getting rid of all of the normal the norms of what Edinburgh people just normally go up with, like a one woman show. I've done loads of those now. I've, I'm doing I'm doing a musical. I'm going to write the show that Bette Midler would do if she was in Edinburgh. That's what I'm going to do this year. So Richard's helping me write that, but I'm actually going to be singing a song of Richard's from Jerry Springer the Opera in this, which is called "I Just Wanna In Dance." Can I say it like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, isn't it? Um I just it's and it's um it's a song about a, uh, in the in the in the music, in Jerry Springer the Opera is a character who uh wants to be a pole dancer and no one will let her. Um but the song we sort of interpreted it as a sort of empowering yeah. number. It's it's going to be a dance track but it starts off very slow, a bit like Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. It's going to go off. It's literally I don't know why Johnny's giving me this because I think it's I I think it's going to be the best bit in the entire show. Because when I listened to the song that I I'm, <laughs> I'm singing in the car, I cried and my boyfriend went, "Oh, it's going to go off." And he doesn't normally say stuff like that. Um but I've got a, I've got four, four backing dancers. There's a costume change. I'm doing a dance break in it. I can't believe he's letting me do it. I'll be honest. <laughs> Normally, I do these things, and the person who's running it doesn't let me be the person I am. Yeah. They sort of they, the the show is not a show to make them seem something. They mm-hmm. and they get us along to sort of help with their career in a way, and that's how it's always been. But Johnny Woo's not like that. No, this is this is your thing. This he just this is what I'm really good at, yeah. and he basically takes he looks at other people and goes, "How can I make them shine?" He's it's not it, it he's. I'm, I'm sure there is a huge ego in there, but it doesn't often come out. And he's a, he's such a he, and I don't know if you've ever seen him before, but he's magnetic. Mm. And he, he he can stand on stage and do very little, and you watch him the whole time. You don't, you don't take your eyes off of him. If you've got a bit of cash spare on the third and fourth of November, come and watch it. It's not going to be a waste Empire. of money. Um, at I think it was seven thirty. I think I saw in the press release. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, now onto our, our main topic of the day. I picked this topic because I was doing some research into your back catalogue, Jade, and you have spoken about popularity in one of your um, Edinburgh shows this year's. Yeah. Um, 
And so last week we spoke about cliques, which is a bit similar on the show. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about being popular and what it meant in school and what it means now. Um, I moved school in 2001, as I have mentioned many a time. Maybe not that exact story. And the friendliest girl uh, person was this girl called Elodie, who like showed me around the playground um, in the first recess. And this was pre-Mean Girls, obviously, which is 2004, as everyone knows. Um, but it was similar to that scene where, you know where Lindsay Lohan is introduced to like the different crowds? Oh, um, in the canteen. Yeah, and it's like this trope in, in like teen films. So it was actually yeah. done before that was in Clueless, obviously, as you all know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I come from this like British private school in the countryside with like fields and n- not cliques. And it was just like a lot more spacious and less... Um, kind of crazy and then when I got to this like school in Paris it was this tiny playground that was all concrete and like you could like do a 360 and see everyone who was in the whole school and it was just like a completely different environment anyway at one point Elodie like points to a group of girls who are like I don't know very like swishy long hair and like I seem to remember them with handbags I don't even know if that's true is that just stereotypical French she was like she was like those (laughs) are those are lip pops and she kept like she said lip pops I've literally never heard anyone call them lip pops after this moment but at that moment she was like those lipstick no lip pops like lip populaire oh yeah and so (laughs) and so like after that like they're in my head as lip pops because she had told this to me obviously in French um one of them was in like a lead in a TV film, like when she was a kid. So I think oh that was God. like gave her like some kudos. And I was like, oh, my God, those are the pops. Anyway, it wasn't something I'd really <laughs> been acquainted with in my old school. And then this school, it took me a few months to realize that um, I wouldn't like be in that group if I answered all the teachers questions, which I was accustomed to doing. And I was really surprised, like in the classroom, that no one would like stop me from doing that. So, um, you know, by also answering the questions, I was really generally the only one because I thought that was cool um but by by my final year I was actually elected class president because I told everyone that I was nice as my sort of electoral cue um but I never like I never like was part of that cool group and they like went clubbing in in my last years and I like never went clubbing because I I just you know didn't wear heels and makeup and stuff and like wasn't part of their their friends anyway to get to the question who are the pops in your schools (laughs) and what did they do and where are you one of them Soila, do you want to kick that off? I was definitely not uh, in the lip-ops in my school. I went to a, a state school in West London. Yes, mate. Yay. Yes. yes. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very, very comfortable. We went to this Parisian school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was not in the, in the... As I mentioned last week, I had lunch with teachers sometimes. I was... <laughs> A nerd? <laughs> You've not heard about Leo and where she had lunch. Oh, who did you have lunch so with? I'm very much myself, dancing oh. on my own um, in the toilet. I mentioned this last week. Yeah. It was, yeah, I would have my little loo brunch. Well, yeah. Like sometimes I would be able to join my sister's friends on lunch breaks, like leaving the school. But otherwise I would just You'd like... go to the toilet? I would just eat like alone. So that Was anyone going for a number two? <laughs> Having a le poo <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't click onto that one. Um, no, I remember this girl who had really long hair, and it, like I was told once that it dipped into the loo, but I don't. I didn't actually see that moment. That's one of those terrible rumors at school that goes about, and that person will never live it down. They yeah. will never be in the pops. They will never be in the pops. But no, I was. I was never popular, and um, I mean, of course, you want to be at that age you want to be popular mm. but when i got to university i found that i was in this kind of popular group and i didn't know how come i was in it 
So how did you know that it was popular? I think, okay, so I think part of it was that I felt like when I came to university, I was like, they're, they're cool. I think they're cool. And therefore, I think they're popular and I want to be their friends. Mm. Um, and then I was their friends and I was like, I, I've, but I've never had that thing where I'm like, I'm popular. Did you have a load of? But you, is it that your that that's your call compared to anyone else's call? And in university, it's more easier to see what your call is, and so it's easier to attach yourself to that group. Probably, yeah. to, and probably. I think more and more throughout adulthood. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you have pops? We did at school. Yeah, uh, it, it, there were there were these girls. I tried to find one of them on Facebook the other day. There was a girl. She didn't even go to school. That the whole she got into our school in like year eight or year nine. Mm. You don't even go here. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> yes. um, she was called Emma Skuse, and uh, she was very popular. And oh, sorry, yeah. Um, she was called Emma Skuse. She was very popular. I always thought it's because she had massive lips. Um, and she had great foundation and uh, it was Yves Saint Laurent uh, foundation oh. and then there was another girl she was best friends with called Abigail Roberts who um, at the ball had hair like a pineapple and I remember thinking she looked so beautiful and they were really popular there were these other girls called um, Karina, Claire, Louisa and Sarah who I love <laughs> and they they were they were popular because they it was the four of them and mm. no one else was allowed in and they didn't like they didn't put their popularity on anyone else they just didn't care about anyone else and for me that was cool as that was cool as you know the swear word I want to say right now <laughs> but that was super cool because they didn't care about anyone else and when I went to university I think what happens is your your uh when you're when you're at school and you're not in lip hops you're looking at other people going oh I want to be just like them and you'll sort of change yourself to try and fit in with their ways when you get to university you sort of a, a little bit more like ah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm older. I'm a little bit more confident now. I, I can, mm. you know, I, I can choose what I want. And you're a little bit. I think popularity is a is a myth. I think that um, as I've got older and I've started giving less of a, another word swear word I want to say <laughs> right now. Um, when I as I've got older, people are gravitating towards me because they think I know the answers. Because is that because you do comedy? Comedy as well, um, but also just generally in 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 sort of terms of friendships. I got my mum said to me she said if you can get to my age she's in her 60s she said if you can get to my age and you can count your friends on one hand you're lucky and um and and that's just five people and i i remember just always wanting to have more my sister was incredibly popular at school and she was that group and she was the girl that everyone wanted to be and all the boys wanted to be with including people in my year it was you know it was all about jenna 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 she used to get me out of fights all the time and she she was rough as well um but she was like hard i was being picked on by a girl called melena jefferson outside of my school who went to my old school right? i love shame. Her. name and shame melena jefferson it's all right she she, she won't be listening to the radio babes um, um, and uh, she was picking on me for quite a while outside of my own school, but she went to another school. My sister and 16 of her friends walked five miles to her school, walked into the playground and walked straight up to Melena Jefferson, looked at her in the eye and said, hi, do you know who I am? And Ooh. Melena was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, you know that I'm Jade's sister, Jenna, right? And she said, yeah. And then she said, you're not going to be picking on my sister anymore, are you? And she went, no. <laughs> and she went, because the next time I come, I won't just be to have a conversation with you. And then her and the 16 other girls turned around and walked out. That's a lot of people. Oh. Kablam. That's like the intervention. But what a loser <laughs> I was that I cannot fight my own battles. I now can. Now I'm older, I can, and I've learned a lot. I lost her. My sister died, and I lost through a break, not through fighting. Um, 
<laughs> through a brain tumor. Not as funny. Um, she she died, and it, and it uh, and it opened up uh, a a lot of. I there's a lot of sadness about her dying. I give everything to have her back, but I had a lot of things happen in a positive way after she died. Like I lost all my inhibitions. I sort of feel like I blossomed a lot with confidence, and it wasn't really about having lots of friends. It was about me just not caring that I did. And I got to a point where I was like, if you don't start getting good being alone, because I kept, I have fallen out with a lot of people in my life. I have a, I have this thing where I like put up with someone's behaviour for a certain amount of time. Then if enough people around them say something about that person, I get enough confidence to be able to tell that person that I don't like them anymore or their behaviour is bad. They obviously, this is coming out of left field for them, so they don't like it. We fall out. And that's happened quite a lot with me. And I, with with sort of friendships, I'm the type of person who finds it very hard to hide her feelings about things. And I don't feel like I should. I feel like everyone else seems to tell me exactly how they feel. So I should, you know, or make me feel certain ways, which I don't do to other people. So I and I'm not unreasonable. If someone's lovely, then I'm lovely, too. But if someone's if, I, if someone's being underhanded or some making me feel bad. I, I've got a certain amount of tolerance for it and I didn't have that before she died and I didn't have that at school I just let people treat me like another swear word kept kept on I let people just walk all over me mm. for, for years and it wasn't until I got into my 30s where I just and that's just an age thing mm-hmm. you just get to you, you know I'm 32 and now I don't I don't care as much. I look forward to that. I'm How old are you? You're 29. I've got three years before I'm at the point of not caring. You won't. You literally won't care. Mm. Because other things start becoming important. Also, the other thing is, is like parents, for example, our parents start getting older. And, and uh, you know, like my mum broke her ankle uh, six weeks ago and she's needed help. And she's never needed help from me before. But I was like, oh, well, this is something that's going to start happening more and more as I get older. And other things start becoming more important than mm. what, you know, Emma Skuse is doing and what foundation she was wearing and why I can't go to that party and why I'm not invited to this one on the on the topic of um sort of uh there was a link um but I guess not caring what other people think um and expressing your feelings I guess that would be the link um but this week we've had a lot of uh, there's been this sort of movement on Twitter with the hashtag MeToo, mm. which for those listeners who aren't on social media, um, it's about women talking about instances of harassment and sexual assault. Um, so <laughs> I just wanted to, before we sign off, because we're approaching the end of the episode, um, did either of you contribute to this at all? And um, why or n- why not? I didn't contribute in terms of my own experiences of sexual harassment slash assault. Um, even though I have had those experiences. Um, But I think my... So my contribution was a little bit of a a gripe, I guess you could say, where I saw one of my friends um, give their own kind of Me Too on Facebook and um, a, a male kind of mutual friend, but he's not really my friend anymore, um you know was like oh I'm you know preach what you're saying and um totally you know agree that this shouldn't happen to women but um he in previous behavior that I've seen of his has said things which can be misogynistic and um intolerant towards women and it just I think my annoyance was that what do we do about those men who try and excuse their own behaviour. You can't do That's anything. The thing. You can't change. You, it's really hard to change people 
of an age. Shouting at people and telling them they're wrong is going to do nothing but make them build up an army. The best thing we can do is ignore them and push them away. People like Katie Hopkins, like she doesn't affect me. Like her words, her things she says, I don't get angry about her. I don't care about her existence. I think she's unuseful. And I think that um, our hatred for her does, uh, my apathy towards her does far more in the fight against her not getting any more work than it does if I got angry or I wrote another blog about it. But we can't change people. We can only instruct the children that we're having now to not treat people like that. And we can only change the generation that we're bringing up and we can help the people that have been affected by it but we're not you, d- you don't want to start a war because wars aren't fun and the only thing we can do is just ignore him just don't let him come to the just don't invite him out you know if you know a guy that treats women like crap can I say crap? Yeah, I think you say crap. If you know a guy who treats women like crap and he's like he's been a mate, you don't really like him, but he sort of hangs around, don't invite him out. Just have cool people around that don't treat women like crap. Just have like awesome people that, you know. I I contributed to it. I did. I don't normally contribute to any of those things because mm. I always get too cynical about them. Like, oh, it's another thing that everyone's jumping on the bandwagon for. <laughs> but I like this because I, th- I, I can't see anything cynical about it because it, it even even though it is attention seeking but it's attention seeking for something that we've all been very quiet about because I I haven't ever really spoken to anyone except for my mother about what happened to me I've been sexually assaulted four times the first time I was 18 and a man locked me in the car and got out his "Mm -mm," and then started playing with it and Mm. asked me to you know and lock the doors and it was a really rough neighbourhood I was 18 years old and I and then he started freaking out like someone does in a horror movie so I sort of had to sort of act like I was okay okay about it and went home and it was really weird and my mum worked with his girlfriend in Asda and then when I was 21 I had a house party at university and I woke up with a, a friend friend's boyfriend who was in on the same course trying to open my trousers in my own house mm. um, and then twice I've had uh, guys have um, intercourse with me in a way in which I don't like having it and um, they haven't asked and one time one of them asked and I said no and he carried on anyway mm. and that's happened four times and, and nothing really affected me outwardly emo- emotionally as I um, imagine that it has but I think that because of this thing that's happened this week I think I think it has. I think I've I I just pushed that away Mm. because I was like too embarrassed about it, or I thought it was my fault, or I didn't want to cause any fuss. Or, but I think if we're going to stop people from doing this, we need to cause fuss. Mm. We need to make sure that these people that are thinking that they might do this are are thinking, oh, maybe this isn't the way that I I show my anger at the world. Because it has been amazing how it just just. Looks like it affects just about every woman yeah. in the world. Yeah. Everyone. Uh, yeah. I asked my mum as well. She's not contributing to it, but I asked her and she's got her own story. Yeah. My mum's in her 60s. She said she was at school and they used to, boys used to play games where they'd like grab um, women's... She said the word minge. I haven't heard that word in, <laughs> in many years. <laughs> Thanks, mum. Um, on, on the word minge, we're actually approaching the end of the show. Obviously, I want to <laughs> carry on talking about this. I want to say that the French... Me Too was Balance Ton Port, which was Chuck Your Pig or Denounce Lazy Men. Balance Ton Port. But uh, I can't uh, go into that anymore. Uh, please find Jade Adams on Twitter. Go to the Hackney Empire on the 3rd and 4th of November. Um, and is, if there's anything else. Uh, My name's can... spelt J-A-Y-D-E that Adams. That is a crucial point yeah, on radio. Um, Jade, yeah. Jade with a, just a D doesn't exist, but J-A-Y-D-E Adams does. Um, and obviously you can find Very Loose Women on Facebook and Twitter and iTunes because uh, we podcast every Wednesday. So that is 
everything that I want to say. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, thanks, obviously, for coming along also, Soila. Thank you. Every <laughs> week. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, if we have time for it, uh, Mika featuring Ariana Grande, popular song. Which is going to play popular. or not. <laughs> you know it's going to be popular. I failed. <laughs>